Hello, and welcome to Episode 7 of Lasers and Lockets, the podcast all about awesome female characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment, and the actors behind these memorable characters. Tonight's episode features a show that is near and dear to my heart. Before we get into that, though, let's dive into some nerdy news. News. Admittedly, I'm more of a DC kind of gal. However, I have enjoyed a lot of the Marvel Comic Universe movies. Marvel's first female-led superhero film is coming out next year with Captain Marvel, and it looks like that is just the beginning. They appear to be interested in expanding their female superhero base by building an MCU where at least half of the superheroes are women. I'm going to be watching that closely for developments, if that happens. Have you heard about the upcoming Disney film Mary Poppins Returns? The film will be starring Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins, our favorite magical nanny, and is slated to release around Christmas time this year. As a huge fan of the original movie, I am super excited to see this sequel. And Emily Blunt is an exceedingly talented actor. I'm pleased with the casting choices for sure. Lastly, Alita Battle Angel is set to release December 21st, 2018. This pet project of James Cameron had me super intrigued, and the footage I've seen so far from the trailers has me cautiously optimistic about this release. If you're not familiar, Alita Battle Agent, Agent Battle Angel, is based on a graphic novel series, Gunnam, by Yukito Kashiro. The basic premise is that Alita, a cyborg, is found in a scrapyard by a doctor, and he takes her in and fixes her. She then sets out to find out who she is and what her purpose is. It all seems very intriguing to me. That's it for the news. You can find all the links to those stories in the show notes. Let's go ahead and get on with the show. Alright, tonight's episode is about one of the most nostalgic Canadian TV series from my youth, Relic Hunter. Relic Hunter ran from 1999 through 2002 for 66 episodes. Its initial run was set for the three seasons, and it never extended beyond that three seasons. This show really is the one that sparked my love of history and teaching and adventure. It could be argued that the series was a hit because of the Tomb Raider game series that came out in the mid-90s. However, I'd like to argue that the only similarity between the two is the female protagonist. I would like to submit that Relic Hunter is a lot closer to Indiana Jones than Tomb Raider. The fun and varied scripts, the cheeky banter, the archaeology, all of that gives you much more of an Indiana Jones vibe, I feel. Much like other fantasy shows of the time, Relic Hunter doesn't take itself too seriously, and it comes across to me like a really fun, honest, well, relatively so, um, and charming show. You never know what adventures Sid and Nigel will get into next. The series follows the adventures of a strong, intelligent, inquisitive history professor named Sidney Fox and her wealthy, jumpy, timid, overly proper teaching assistant, Nigel Bailey. Nigel provides a lot of the comic relief on the show, along with Lindy Booth's character, Claudia. The episodes are very formulaic. They typically begin with a flashback to a time period in history that highlights the relic that the episode will be about. Then it cuts to modern day and someone asks Sydney to find the relic. And then the episode follows Sydney to various countries as she hunts the lost item. 
It usually ends back at Trinity College, where Sydney teaches, and Sydney, Nigel, and sometimes Claudia, or Karen, Sid's assistants, are chatting about the relic and what happened to it. It's not one of those shows where a storyline builds over a full season. It's more focused on following Sydney and her adventures, and very rarely does an episode spill over into other episodes. There may have been one or two two-episode arcs, but it was extremely uncommon. You may see recurring characters, like other relic hunters from time to time, but that's about where the consistency ends. The series is easy to digest, and I think that makes it a lot of fun to enjoy. Just sit down with a bag of popcorn and a good drink and devour a couple of episodes at a time. The series' executive producer is a name you'll recognize if you're familiar with Canadian sci-fi and fantasy television, Jay Firestone. Does that sound familiar to you? Yep, he's the executive producer of shows such as Lost Girl, La Femme Nikita, Andromeda, and most recently Dark Matter. I generally tend to enjoy shows he's produced. You'll see a lot of actors from several of his later projects, very young and fresh-faced in this series. It's a lot of fun to pick them out while you're watching. Relic Hunter is cheesy as all get out, and you can see the appeal to the male demographic from time to time. They know their audience would appreciate Tia Carrere, but it balances nicely with appealing to the female audience as well, with the lead character and her sense of humor and her not taking crap from anyone. The acting is relatively melodramatic, but again, the show doesn't take itself too seriously, and I think that's the reason where they use a lot of that type of acting in it. It gets me in the creative mindset and makes me chuckle every time. I've been inspired to write many a fun Dungeons & Dragons campaign while watching it. Let's go ahead and dive into talking about the lead character, Sydney Fox. Not much is explained about Sydney's backstory at the beginning, but you do get little tidbits here and there throughout the series. I don't think you need to learn a ton about her, though. The way they present the character, it's easy to see who she is. She's largely established as an accomplished and well-known ancient historian who has a knack for finding lost artifacts. She's also a skilled martial artist, a pilot, and skilled with many languages. Sydney's like one of those friends that you know you're drawn to because she's mysterious and kind, but she'll slowly reveal little things about herself as you stick with her. Those are kind of the best types of friends. Loyal, kind, kick-ass. Can kind and kick-ass go in the same sentence? Yeah, I, I think that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things about Sydney in this show is that she doesn't use guns, really. She will disarm adversaries with guns, but she never uses them against anyone. She prefers weapons like knives, staves, and good old hand-to-hand -hand combat. I appreciate that so much for some strange reason. To her, it's not about killing the bad guys, it's about delaying them just long enough for her to get the artifact and escape. She even stops people she's working with from killing. In season one, episode six, I believe, um, she tells the guy she's working with, no, you don't need to kill him. He didn't do anything to you. All of that occurs before a hilarious scene of mud wrestling with her and a female antagonist fighting for Paracelsius's scroll. But that's besides the point. <laughs> 
Sydney was a solid role model for me in my youth, and I can definitely see her merits now as an adult. Not only did she abhor killing and the use of guns, but she desired to preserve and respect the cultures she interacted with. She respected all kinds of people and encourages those around her to show the same respect. Sid is shown frequently to use her various skills in martial art. She can hold her own against almost anyone. She's also unapologetic about her intelligence and wit, and she doesn't let anyone make her feel inferior. She's independent and fully capable of controlling her own destiny. As a youth, that was super empowering to me. Also, I just have to say that it is so refreshing to see her wearing sensible shoes as she tracks down the artifacts. You'll get used to her iconic outfits of brown boots that are almost knee-length, stretchy black pants, a tank top, and either a white button-down worn open with a leather jacket, or a brown vest worn over her tank top. She'd be a really killer cosplay option, I think. Ooh. Idea for next Comic-Con, maybe. Anywho, I have been recently watching the series Castle, and it frustrates me to no end that Kate Beckett wears four-inch heels all the time. How is that even realistic for a detective that is running after bad guys all the time? It makes no sense. All right, back to Sydney. One of my favorite things about her is that she's tough as nails, but she doesn't lose her feminine appeal and strength. She may wear sensible clothes, but she's not afraid to use her appeal when necessary. I never felt like the way she was doing it was degrading or pandering to a specific audience, which was refreshing. It was always very deliberate and her strong personality rang true. I am a firm believer of you do you, girl, and Sydney Fox is definitely one of those empowered women. Sydney doesn't pretend to be an expert in every area of history. Just like a real professor, she's really well-versed in a specific topic or topics, and others she has to learn along the way just like everyone else. I find this refreshing, and it's a fun aspect of the show. It appeals to the inquisitive adventurer in me. I loved learning things along with Sydney as she solved the puzzles she encountered while looking for the artifacts. Being deemed an intelligent person is often a lot about being inquisitive with a thirst for knowledge and truth. And the funnest thing is that you get to learn along with her. Sure, the show is an adventure fantasy, so not all of the things Sydney encounters are real. But they're just real enough that they may spark your interest in learning more about the topic and cultures than the episodes. For someone like me, who is always going down some sort of rabbit hole learning something or another, Relic Hunter appealed to me greatly. Something that I feel the series could have done better, though, was exploring Sydney's emotions and relationships a bit more. I mean, we see her with several men and relic hunters throughout the series. However, it almost feels as though she's quite cold and distant at times. She doesn't allow personal feelings to cloud her judgment in most circumstances. This is in stark contrast to Nigel, who appears to wear his emotions on his sleeve all the time, so to speak. This creates an interesting balance between the duo, but I think the show could have gone a bit deeper. Sometimes Sydney seems to be even a little bit robotic. Wait, maybe she is a host or a robot. No, never mind. Wrong series. 
Overall, Sydney Fox is a character that is close to my heart, and she will always have a little place in there. Let's chat briefly about Tia Carrere. She's relatively dropped off the radar in recent years, except for quieter acting roles and comic convention attendance for Relic Hunter. But did you know that she is also a Grammy award-winning singer in addition to an accomplished actor? Yeah, she's an incredible singer, and I encourage you to check out her website where you can hear some of her music. She's also quite funny and down-to-earth and really well-spoken. I was watching an interview where she was talking about multicultural women and advice for young women who look up to her, and it was really touching. She comes across as quite humble, yet unapologetic for who she is. It's refreshing. Relic Hunter doesn't have any other main female leads except for Claudia, Sydney's office assistant, who is played by Lindy Booth. You may know Lindy most recently from the TNT or maybe TBS, I can't remember, Uh, the show The Librarians, which we'll probably discuss in a later episode. Claudia is a character that I think grows on you as the series goes on. At first, she appears to be the ditzy blonde assistant who is wealthy and only works there because her father got her the job, which is entirely correct. But there's something about her that, like I said, really grows on you. She's actually a lot wittier than she initially lets on, and she has some really funny banter with Nigel. Also, she tends to get Sydney and Nigel out of a number of scrapes. She's a wizard with coordinating sticky travel situations, like freaky good at getting them out of scrapes sometimes. It's quite amusing to watch. Occasionally, Claudia joins Sydney and Nigel in the field, but mostly you get to see her antics back at the college, where she is presumably managing the fact that Sydney doesn't appear to actually do a ton of teaching at Trinity College, what with her gallivanting all over the world on a whim. In the final season, Claudia is replaced by Karen as Sydney's assistant. Karen is much more administratively competent than Claudia, but I really don't like her character as much for some reason. I think it may be because she just seems so helpless all the time. I think she gets kidnapped several times during the run of that last season. Claudia, on the other hand, she just grows on you. You can't help it. Karen, not so much. All right, that leads us into the recommendations for tonight's episode. Relic Hunter may be found on some foreign Netflix libraries, but it can't be found streaming in the U.S. as far as I can tell. I purchased the three-season set on Amazon quite inexpensively, so if you're interested in it, um, that's probably your best bet. You may also be able to find it on iTunes or purchasing it from Amazon Video, but I'm not too sure on that. If you're up for a plucky adventure series that doesn't take itself too seriously and has a great female lead... Relic Hunter may be right up your alley. I'm also currently watching a foreign Netflix series called The Rain right now. I believe it's in Danish. The series is dubbed in English, though, so if you don't speak Danish, you can enjoy it. It's intriguing, but I'm going to reserve judgment until the end. It follows a brother-sister duo after a horrific deadly virus carried by The Rain wipes out most of the world's population. It has an interesting premise... But, again, we'll reserve judgment until I'm done watching it. All right, it's time to turn it over to you, witty listeners. 
Did you watch Relic Hunter as a youth? Do you have a favorite adventure series that you think I should check out? Tweet it to me at Lasers Lockets. Send it to me from our contact form on lasersandlocketspod.com. Or find us over on our Discord channel. The link is in the show notes. And we'll catch you back here in two weeks for another episode. A special Winona Earp-themed episode. Until then, hopefully you'll join Sydney on an adventure to recover Elvis's guitar or exchange witty banter with Nigel. Get your nerd on and be awesome. All right.